Hey guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of Through Different Eyes Podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about gaslighting again. (laughs) Um, This is a term that I've used or that we're hearing used a lot in media today. I think that now we're in a time where people are just in the mood to expose certain things. There are a lot of things that are being talked about. I think that gaslighting is one of those things. So let's talk about a few more instances of it and what it feels like, what happens and how we get around it. Thank you for coming in and we'll get started in just a moment. Gaslighting, psychological abuse. It's something that happens a whole lot, right? It's being called out more now on social media and on reality TV and just in life. I think that people are pointing it out and trying to make sure it doesn't happen. There have been movies made about it. Gaslighting. One in particular called Gaslight. I give a review of on my YouTube channel. Um, It is actually quite triggering as well. If you have been exposed to gaslighting, if you are someone who has been a victim of psychological abuse of any kind, how does it feel to be gaslit? Before I understood it, I have to admit it felt pretty terrible, pretty shitty. Excuse my language. Now, I feel okay with disallowing this abuse in my personal life. So how do we disallow it? That's something that I definitely want to talk about as well. We'll talk about what it is, why people might do it, and we'll also talk about what it means to definitely not accept it. There is something very powerful about not allowing something in your life that you don't want to deal with or that makes you uncomfortable or that is bad for you. There's something empowering about that. And I definitely think that we'll be talking about those things on today's episode. So, um, I would say grab a snack or Grab your favorite cup of cocoa. Let's talk about this thing in depth. So the first question would be, why do people gaslight? Why do people gaslight? A lot of the times we have heard it talked about that narcissists will try and gaslight people or just someone who is just a straight up liar will gaslight someone. There are a number of reasons. Um, The two main reasons are to instill confusion and because of a mental health disorder. The top two mental health disorders that have been discussed are narcissistic personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. So these are things that we identify Um, or that have been identified as being the 
two of the top main reasons why people will gaslight. One of the things that, you know, if you are spiritual or if you are even religious, one of the tenets that is in the Christian faith that is talked about is, you know, where there is confusion, the Holy Spirit will not will not exist. Confusion and the Holy Ghost cannot exist. Also, when you're talking about just spirituality, if there is confusion and things are not clear and clear-cut, there are things that cannot exist. Your spiritual, whatever it is, cannot be reached unless things are cleared and uncluttered, right? One question that I have not heard asked is, why do people allow themselves to be gaslit? Now that is a difficult question. And this is the question that I think is the important one that's in line with this podcast because it goes into the questions that people have that don't ask it goes in that they don't ask don't ask it goes into the question of you know if this person is experiencing this or if this person is having this done to them then why do they stay why do they allow this person to talk to them why do they allow this why do they allow that i think that we're going to take a look at this and we're going to look at it through this different lens, through different eyes, just to see, you know, and shed some light on not just what the person who is doing the gaslighting is doing, but what may be happening to the individual who is experiencing this terrible thing. Insider.com gives a few examples of what people will say who are gaslighting. And some of these things I've heard. So, um... Let me go on ahead and issue a trigger warning. If you are someone who has experienced this type of psychological abuse, whether it's at work from a family member, an intimate partner, or a friend, please be warned. These words may make you feel a type of way. Insider.com gives a few examples of why people will, what people will say, excuse me. Um, one example is from a man who's trying to come back after having behaved poorly. So let me give an example, because today I got time. We're going to talk about this gaslighting thing. There was a gentleman that I who was interested in dating me, and we met at work. And... Um, a few years later, when I had moved on to another company, he and I, you know, we were still in touch. We were still friends and he was interested in dating. We did go out once or twice, but it didn't end up going anywhere long term. However, one of the things that he did or that he would do that would kind of give me a little tension headache was... After he 
had done something that was just not right or after he had I mean behaved poorly let's just say it like that he would say well you remember uh you remember it wrong right I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened he and I were having a disagreement and he lives in a different city than I do now and he wanted to be in a committed relationship and I said okay now that's nice but are we doing this long distance or is somebody moving to the other person's city of residence we discussed it he decided that he wanted to move to my city and I said okay then there were all these excuses why he had to do this first he had to do that first he had to take care of these things and I said okay well then you know you get yourself together and you call me when you're ready to have the relationship that you're asking for now I'm not saying that you cannot be in a committed relationship with someone long distance that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is what was being requested of me was unreasonable considering that it would have required me to be something that I wasn't willing to be. For example, not going to be your wife and do wifely things without that wifely, that husband commitment from you, right? Anyway, lessons learned. So the fact that I was not willing to forsake all others and keep only unto him as a gentleman who I was dating long distance who had all these obligations and reasons why he couldn't be a proper man in my life uh, led to an argument and it also led to him to do something that was really really wrong he sent me a picture of a young woman that he was dating at the same time as me and he let me know in no uncertain terms that she was better than me and that I was a joke. I'm talking about all kinds of insults. All kinds of insults, right? <laughs> and I took it on the chin. And I said, you know, enjoy her. I hope you have a wonderful time. So about eight months passed my phone rings from a random number I don't I don't know this number however I do have friends who live in different states and some in different countries so sometimes I'll get a call from a number that is really weird and it's like maybe a google phone or something so I'll answer you know and it was him trying to apologize and make amends I didn't mean to said, lose touch with you. You didn't mean to lose touch with me. What? That's where it started. Later on, when I said to this man, um, but you don't want to be in a relationship with me. You just want to be cool, right? And he said, no, you know, I want to marry you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I said, mm -mm. you sent me a photo of a woman that you were dealing with and you told me that she was better than me 
side note, this woman um, is a, I won't say a reality TV star, but she is someone whose face is known in those circles, which I thought was absolutely hilarious as well. And he told me, you remembered it wrong. I would never do that. And I said, I remembered it wrong. I'm looking at this woman's picture on my phone. You want me to send it to you? And then he said, um, gosh, you know, you, you, my phone was hacked and, and, and I could, I wouldn't, I would never do that to you. And I went back and looked at the text and I was like, yeah, this was you. This was totally you, like you, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, gaslighting, gaslighting, it really is something. Um, the second example that I saw on insider.com was a man denying to have ever acted a pure donkey to get what he wants. Now, in my case, this man wanted to have me commit my mind, my soul, my body to him. He didn't offer me a ring. He didn't offer me any kind of stability or protection. But what he wanted was to be able to have me give over my control to him. And I was not willing to do that. And he threw a mantrum. And he called me all types of loser and names, you know. And then sent me the text of this young lady and told me that she was better than me. So I said, okay, well, enjoy your better. Congratulations. Um, and then he turned around almost a year later and denied the whole thing. <laughs> so I looked at the examples, um, the other examples on insider.com and they were all triggering, right? They were all triggering for me because as I say in my book and as I say on this podcast and as I say on a lot of things that I, um, record and put out there for you all to listen to. I was a victim of abuse, an abusive relationship, and I am a survivor of that. And so now there are just things that some people may have already known that aren't normal and that you're not supposed to put up with in a relationship. But for me, now there's red flags that I'm running from. There are things that I'm not going to accept. And it's empowering once you get to that point, right? But looking at these type of examples is still triggering for me. We say these things apply in close relationships, but, you know, these these instances where you're being gaslit and being told that your way of remembering things just has to be wrong. Oh, my gosh. Right? No, no, what do you mean? That's not reality. Right? It can happen at work as well. Um, it can also happen with other types of friendships. A friend told me once about an experience she had as a young attorney fresh out of law school. And she told me that she had taken a job at a large firm and she was working, you know, how the story is 
you know, you work these long hours and there's just a mountain of paperwork and you never see the light of day, but the money is amazing, you know, but you don't have enough time to enjoy it. (laughs) And she told me that she was being, there was a period where she was being gaslit at the office by a young lady who she had to work kind of closely with. They were in the same department and whenever this young woman had the opportunity, she would just gaslight her in front of the senior associate. And she talked to me about how that made her feel and how that was was an awful experience for her. And I thought, gosh, that is awful. How many of us get up and go to work every day And there is someone at that office who just wants to instill confusion, who just wants to make you feel like you are the problem. When in actuality, every time something crazy happens or every time something goes down at the office, it is this particular individual who is in the room. I think that we can all raise our hands and go back to a period of time at work or even a period of time right now where you walk in and you see that person and you get a stomach ache because you know it's going to be something crazy or you know they're going to come over and just try to instill some nonsense in your life just an agent of chaos and confusion right how do you call that kind of thing out in a future episode i think i want to come on and i want to talk about how to call those things out what you can do, what you can say that is okay in the work environment to protect your space and to make these people understand that here is not where confusion resides. You and your antics? Nope, not here. Just to make it understood, right? I want to give another excerpt, uh, example, not excerpt, of something that a narcissist will say. Don't be so sensitive. Don't be so sensitive. Have you ever been told that? I was told that at work one time. Um, So I've been teaching off and on for close to 20 years. And this particular school that I was at... I had a gentleman who was married to the boss lady say, and I say boss lady because it was a private school and the owner of the school runs the school and not the principal in that, in that situation or that was how it went, you know, at that particular time. Um, and something was happening at work where there was kind of a hierarchy you know how that kind of thing goes when you go into a job there's there's a hierarchy and depending on the environment there are just attitudes the environment can be a good one or it can be a toxic one right this particular um environment that I was in was one that was very toxic. There were a lot of damaged people (laughs) working there. And there were a lot of 
just things floating around in the air that were not good for anybody. Anyway, I had a situation where there was a young lady who had complained to the, not the owner, but to the principal about me. And I didn't know that this was a complaint. This was someone who I spoke to every day. This was someone who, um, hey, you know, there's something that I noticed in your room. Could I use it or could I have a copy of that to show to my class or to use to show to a parent, that kind of thing. Oh, anything you need, it's fine. Just go ahead, et cetera, et cetera. And then this young lady would go right behind me and go to the principal and complain. She's always in my stuff. And I would be surprised. Well, initially I would be surprised. So I was speaking with the principal one time. And he was telling me, you know, there have been some complaints about this and this and that. And I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that was a problem. My goodness, I'm, I, you know, I asked if that was okay. So now this person is turning around and telling you that it's not okay. And that's a problem for me because I move a certain way. And so for you to come and to then be disingenuous to a superior to make me look bad, like that's crazy, right? I said, and then I started to tell him just some things that I had noticed. And his response to me was, don't be so sensitive. And I said, what? wait a minute. First of all, I'm not even the reason I'm in this office today talking about this particular thing. I think that you are, what? Who's being sensitive? You told me something, I'm responding to it. How is that sensitive? Oh, no, I just, you know, you have to have a thick skin around here. And I said, okay, noted. And that changed my whole perspective on dealing with situations with these particular individuals because, I don't know, the... This is a little off topic, but things were just really, really crazy, you know? Don't be so sensitive. So in other words, you like to sit with the gossips and talk about, and the envious, and talk about things that are nonsensical and that generate and continue confusion because that is where you exist mentally. But then when someone comes in to clear up the confusion, they're being sensitive. Is that, is that a gaslight? Does that count? Is that, is that something that um, also could be considered gaslighting? Like, it, it sounds like it to me. <laughs> Sometimes I get confused because in my mind, bullshit is bullshit. Okay? Like, that's some bullshit and we need to go ahead and get away from that but I say that to say that you will have people who are in your face and talking about gaslighting you you have people who will sit in your face and say one thing to you 
And if you ask for clarification, they'll turn around and say, I never said that. I don't know what you heard. I don't understand. It's like sometimes people take enjoyment in actually trying to make you think that you are crazy. And that's a scary thing. Why would you enjoy manipulating someone's mind like that? Not like that. Like, I definitely want you to agree with me. I want you to listen to my podcast. I want you to buy my books. I want you to follow. I want you to join when I go live. But I'm not going to manipulate your consciousness. No. If anything, I'll put something out that's positive and we'll talk about something positive and it'll be a great thing because it will be uplifting for you and for me and we'll grow together. But I'm not going to manipulate you into believing something that is an alternate reality and then try hard to make you think that what you feel is your reality or what you feel is the truth or what you know to be the truth because I just said it 10 minutes ago is a figment of my imagination. Those things give me tension headaches. Those antics that make me feel like, oh God, I have to go. I have to go. I can't be around you. Nope. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Ugh. So, Give us a moment. I've got to run to the the uh, little girl's room. When I come back, we're going to talk about why people allow themselves to be gaslit. Or if that's a thing. Let's see if it's a thing. Okay, so here is what's going to be a difficult part of this episode why do people allow themselves to be gaslit why so let's get personal um in another episode i mentioned that when you are suffering or sorry not suffering when you are a victim of some type of abuse it is not a secret to anyone people see it people see the results of it people know they might not say anything to you about that they know, but they know, right? Um, it might be obvious to some. It might be not so obvious initially to others. But sometimes in the beginning, and this is going to sound really, really crazy, to the person it's happening to, it's not obvious. Oh, wow. How can it not be obvious? A lot of people will say. So in this podcast and in my book, I want to shed light on the fact that sometimes it's not obvious to the person it's happening to. Sometimes it's not like nobody wants that. Nobody wants to feel bad at the hands of someone that they trust to protect no one wants to feel bad at the hands of the person who cuts your checks no one wants to feel bad at the hands of the person who is supposed to love you right no one wants that so one of the reasons 
why people allow themselves to be gaslit is because they don't understand what's happening. They don't know what it is. Another reason is maybe it's all they know or what they're used to, which is even more terrible, right? Okay, so in my case, I can remember being around people who knew myself and my previous partner when I was in the long-term abusive relationship, I can remember the looks that they would give me sometimes. And I can remember being in the next room or coming back from the bathroom and having someone say, why isn't she like defending herself why is she allowing him to treat her like that why is she letting him talk to her like that I can remember being on my first job and hearing someone say to another worker why is she letting that man do that to her and I didn't know that I had the choice to not accept what was being said to me, how I was being spoken to, the way that I was being treated. I didn't know I had a choice. I thought, for various reasons, that that's how things were supposed to go. And no, (laughs) it isn't supposed to go that way if I could go back and talk to 10 15 20 years ago me I would say girl that's this doesn't have to go like that if you don't feel comfortable if you are being disrespected if you feel like this is not the way you should be treated say that Because nobody has the right to make you feel like you were at the bottom of their shoe. No one has the right to make you doubt you. Because all you have is you at the end of everything. When you were born, you were born with you. When you pass on, you gonna pass on with you, not them. So if you don't look out for you, who will? And if you don't protect you, who will? Right? This is something that I try to instill in my daughter and even in my sons as well. Because sometimes men are gaslit by the people in their lives as well. And it is awful. It really, really is. So speaking from this perspective of the person who allowed herself to be gaslit, I'm going to phrase it that way because I'm talking about me. And I allowed it because I didn't know any better. And that is a sad thing to say as an adult that in my adult life, I didn't know any better. (laughs) That's a hard thing to admit on these open airwaves and then put out there for people to hear on Spotify and Anchor and Apple and Stitcher. It's just a hard thing because it's a vulnerability that nobody really wants to have out in the open, but that a lot of us do have out in the open. 
And we think that we don't, but we do. So for various reasons, I didn't know that, you know, when you go to work or when you have something that happens at work that you're not supposed to be spoken to or made to feel like you're the biggest idiot in the room or like you're a piece of garbage because of a simple mistake or a misunderstanding or not even a misunderstanding just because someone wants you to do things a certain way and maybe you're not that individual. I didn't know that. Now I do know. I recently worked for a company um, that... Uh, I had this boss who was a snake. And I'm not going to name any names, but I am going to be a little bit specific. So if you are listening, good sir, I'm talking about you. I... So... What had ended up happening was there were some instances where I had to call off of work or miss my scheduled, my set scheduled time. Now, this was an individual who he would sit and talk with you in a meeting and make you feel comfortable and find out what you needed and then do the opposite of what you told him that you needed to do. Now, he didn't do this with everyone, but there were a few people that he would do this to. For example, okay, well, if there's anything that you need or if there's anything, you know, that we can do to to help, just let us know. You know, if there's an issue that comes up that needs handling and you need to go ahead and deal with that, then, you know, let me know and I'll do what I can to try and make sure that Things go smoothly for you here because, you know, we believe in work-life balance and flexibility. So in my case, something did come up and the schedule that I had um, would be in direct conflict for about half an hour of it. Um, I had to go pick up my kid from school. I was not in a position to afford to have anyone pick him up. His other parent at the time was absentee and not dependable at all. So I had to go pick my kid up from the school like eight blocks away. And sometimes there was a line. So I needed like 30 minutes, right, to go and do this thing and then come back. And rather than allow me to change my schedule or work a later schedule or make any kind of adjustments or even sign out. Oh, no, we don't want you logging completely out of your workstation. Okay, but if I go on a break, I'm going to be over my break. Oh, but I know why you're over your break. Okay, I understand that you know, but the company doesn't know. Oh, but I'm your manager and I'll just put notes in. (laughs) Yeah, right. So did this come down the pipeline of me not being on time back from breaks? And did this come down the pipeline and keep me from moving up and into other things in the company? Oh, it absolutely did. Did this gentleman have my back like he said? Absolutely not. When I wanted to make my graceful exit from the company, in writing, in emails, 
and also via Zoom. I spoke with this individual and I said I have another opportunity and it's going to be this day and I want to finish up and do XYZ, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, that's fine. You know, I have your notice and etc. And then somehow things got mixed up and I was taken off the schedule and then I was expected to work full-time at the new opportunity, full-time at this opportunity, or you're not going to get your, your PTO, he said to me. I said, oh, okay. So I'd smartened up a little bit by this time. And the last thing that I wanted to do, which was important to me, was leave the company in a bad way because of an individual who was just trying to make things hard for me because he was just a jerk, right? So I went above his head, which I'm sure some of you would say, well, you should have did that anyway. Yeah, I went over his head, wrote this long letter, sent all the email threads, and I got what I needed to get, right? And I got what was coming to me. First of all, if you are that hard-pressed for... I don't know, a couple dollars an hour, then you stay pressed over there. I'm not stressing like that because first of all, life is bigger than that, okay? Second of all, it's not that serious. This is not surgery. We are not doing, you know, rocket science or you know, this ain't Congress. Like, it's not that serious, bruh. This is a job that we do. This is something that, you know, we are here, yes. But if you're stressed out and you are tight all the time or worried that, oh my God, Big Brother is watching, you're not going to be able to do your job to the best of your ability, bro. You just, you aren't. That's not how it works. You need to be able to treat people like adults with sense. Don't gaslight and don't be a liar and don't be a dick, right? So I went way off subject there. But um, when it came down to it, there was another instance where this individual was not doing his job the way it was supposed to be done. And that filtered down to our team, which was, I believe there were 13 of us. And so when he got reprimanded, then our lives became harder because of mistakes that he had made. But instead of saying I was wrong about this and we have to do this this way, what he said was, oh, uh, well, you know, you guys have been misunderstanding. We've been misunderstanding what you've been telling us that we have in writing. And on recording? Really? Oh, okay. All right, then. Perfect. Needless to say, I've moved on from that. And I'm happy that I moved on from that. Needless to say, you know, I've no idea what might be happening with this particular individual. I don't wish him good or ill. I just, I just have no idea. And I'm okay with not knowing. It's just, 
you know, I guess I don't know if people and I don't even think that it's that people can tell that you don't know that you're not supposed to be treated a certain type of way. I think that it's that people will try you and you need to let them know and know in certain terms that you don't treat me like that. Nope, I don't have to deal with that. That's not going to happen here. Mm -mm. And you can say that it's an assumption about what race you are or what sex you are. But a lot of times I think it's just people trying you because that's what they do. And that's how they are. And are you going to let me be me all over you or not? And I choose not. Don't treat me like that. Don't talk to me like that. Don't brush me off. And don't gaslight me. Listen, don't do that here. Just don't. You have to you have to make a stand for yourself and people don't like it when you stand up for yourself. But the question is, do you like it? Do you like you? That's a question that I had to look in the mirror and really talk to myself about. And as I look around this room, I have these pictures up, these mixed tiles up of myself at various stages in my life from when I was younger and single before I had a family and from when I did the big chop on my hair, my purple period, when I first got my kitten, when I went through chemo, when I was just a mom with my kids doing my thing, wearing a lot of makeup or a little. And I look at all these pictures of myself and I think, you know what? I like me. I like me as I am. And I like me enough not to allow me to be mistreated. And I like me enough to fight for me and stand up for me. And I like me enough to avoid the red flags that I see in people who try to gaslight me or try to do things or say things that I don't like or that make me uncomfortable or that make me feel like less than. I just don't have to have those things around. And you know what? It means that my circle is a lot smaller. And I'm okay with that. Then again, for me, I've always been okay with a small circle. Never really liked a whole big circle of friends and individuals who claim to be close personal friends of mine. Because I don't really know y'all. Excuse me. But it's okay. And... That's what I had to say about gaslighting. So for the individuals there, out there, who are listening to this and you feel like you don't know why you let this person talk to you like this. Well, you don't know any better. You don't know that life can be better. You don't know that you can be treated better and that you can have nice things. <laughs> Once you learn that, um... Once you realize that, it it's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. I guess that's all I have to say about gaslighting. So, I hope that you guys will leave comments if you want. You can leave a question. You can even leave a recording through the 
Anchor app link if you want. And let me know what you think about gaslighting. If you've been gaslit, share some of your stories with me. Maybe I'll read a couple things out on the air so that we can know that, you know, we're not alone in this. We really aren't. And I'd like to thank you for listening. This podcast has been Through Different Eyes with H.M. Brinson from the book of the same name available as we speak on Amazon and Kindle. The first in a three-part series with part two out first of the year. Um, excuse me, scheduled to be released first month of the year, January 2023. Also join me on YouTube at Hasina B. Writes if you would like to reach out, have further conversations, or listen to me do some reviews of shows that I like, which include some reality shows and movies that I like. I'm also available on the Wisdom app for our 7 Minutes with Sina segment that has to do with mindfulness and productivity. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Let's make it a great, great day.